Welcome to Shanghai Chronicles, episode 130. I changed my mind. I hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and you're getting ready for this wonderful work week that's upon us, good people. Excuse me, I had to drink a little water there. Um, if people do not understand, yes, we are still in a pandemic. <laughs> still in 2021, okay? Still in a pandemic, child. Even though we got a new administration, it's still a pandemic, okay? Uh, so let's get into the show. Let's talk about this new administration, all types of shit that's been going on. So let's get into it. So damn America, should black America change their minds about Joe Biden and Kamala? So, you know, I have been very vocal about politics here on the show as much as I can without, um, you know, um, offending anyone, all of that. Everything has just been all of my opinions, all of my observations. So I did not watch the inauguration at all. Um, I didn't watch it because it's not because, you know, I am a Trump supporter or any of that nature. I'm definitely um, have declared myself as an independent. And I just didn't watch it because I felt like, you know, the history of Joe Biden hasn't been the best. The history of Kamala hasn't been the best. Um, I feel like the Democrats, unfortunately, they did not listen to what the people wanted as far as what the younger people wanted, because we all know going to the primaries, the younger people wanted Bernie. And some may argue that, you know, Bernie's too old, this, that, and the third, but, you know, Joe Biden is old as well. Um, I think when it comes to Bernie, He just had a different, you know, perspective with certain things. Um, of course, you know, he was with Dr. Martin Luther King, so a rights movement. So I kind of think he understands and feels, you know, what black people go through. But I may be wrong because I, at this point, I don't think no politicians understand. Um, you know, I've seen pictures, you know, Kamala standing next, standing there next to her husband. It's just, uh, brought me down. Um... Then, you know, we have Joe Biden. I also look at Joe Biden, you know, his first 100 days, nothing in his first 100 days and nothing is outlined for black people. And I'm not saying that I'm looking for a handout. I'm not saying that, you know, 
we need this, give him some time. Listen, I'm not trying to give him no time. And the reason why I'm not trying to give him no time is because Black America took their time, their health, and went out there in droves and voted for Joe Biden, voted for Kamala. You know, I'm seeing people wearing pearls and chucks and all this type of shit, all this type of, you know, symbolism, but not really focusing on the policies. And the whole objective of it all was we got to get Trump out. We got to get Trump out. But nobody was focused on the policies of all of it. You know, we know that Trump made white people feel superior. We we got that. But just because we have Joe Biden in the office and Kamala, racism is not going anywhere. We're just pretty much, I saw a post, we're just pretty much going back to regular racism, whatever that is, you know? So I just feel like with Black America, we don't want to get into this bubble like we were with Obama and just get so comfortable to the point where... We don't have our, you know, our feet on their necks. You know, that first 100 days, it definitely should have been some things outlined for black America. It definitely should have been some things outlined for prison reform. It definitely should have been some things about reparations. All types of things should have been outlined. Definitely should have been meeting with Ice Cube to see what his plan was. Nobody has done that as of yet. Everything has been a majority of nothing that is representation of the black voters. And... I feel that Black America should be to a point where they're like stepping back like, okay, Joe, you know, like, what are you giving me for this? What are you going to do for that? I feel like now people are comfortable. They're, you know, settled in. They're feeling good. Trump is not in office. It's great. And it's just back to regular old America. And it's a shame that we have that concept. It's a shame that we, you know, lived our lives off of that, especially black people. You know, when I talk about these things, it's not because I want to come down on my people because I love black people, love black people. And when I share my views and share my opinions, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with, well, well what are you doing in your community? What are you doing? I'm, I'm, I am. <clears throat> or should be able to have an opinion about how I see things. And at the end of the day, we are really getting used in so many ways that we don't even recognize that we're being used. And, you know, it's just terrible. It's sick. Um, I feel like, you know, the research is out there for people to learn about who they voted in office, who they really voted in office. You know, Kamala Harris was a terrible DA, you know, sent a lot of black men to jail, a lot of innocent black men. You know, the whole evidence thing that she covered up with the man on death row, you know, all of that. Then, you know, of course, we have Joe Biden. Joe Biden, you know, created the crime bill. Of course, we have Republicans that voted for the crime bill, Democrats that voted for the crime bill. So it just was... It's just a numerous of things. And, you know, at this point where we're getting into this new administration and we're seeing the things that they're signing, you know, Joe Biden signing things every day and everything that he's signing is nothing for policy for black people. And <clears throat> I just personally feel that we, you know, we have to look at this 
simple fact of like, hey, should we change our minds about Biden and Kamala? And honestly, I really feel that we need to. You know, they can't keep getting us with the symbolism. They can't keep getting us with the history making and all of that. Those things are not going to get us anywhere because at the end of the day, black people have been making history all the time, all the time. And, you know, they ponder us with that. Oh, she's the first black person to do this. The first, da, 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 the first, first, first in history making. I feel like those things are just pondering tactics to make us feel like we are approved. So you say. And I think that just sucks because it's just like, hey, you know, we got you into office. We went out. We went out in numbers, you know. Even though Trump was coming at you saying, you know, you didn't win those votes and how could you be, how could you get more popular votes than Obama, you know, and everybody was still trying to stress that and, you know, still trying to, you know, show that the Democrats didn't cheat or whatever. I just feel like I don't want this. Unfortunately, I'm looking at it as a slap in our faces, you know, a slap in black people's faces. And at this point, I'm at the last straw. I'm going to tell y'all, I'm really at the last straw with all these politicians. And I just want black people to be able to learn how to navigate in the world without wanting and needing the white man or the white people approval or acceptance, you know. I want us to be able to do better in our communities, be able to be leaders in our communities, be able to, you know, stop the unnecessary violence in the communities and just really learn how to respect each other. And, you know, with this whole new administration and things that they're passing, I'm telling you, if you're not focused and you're not researching and you're not understanding these policies that they're doing, you're going to be stuck behind because these policies that he signed in is so quick of things that yes he felt that Trump should have not done but some of the policies are damaging the black people you know I have nothing against you know majority of the things um as far as uh I have nothing against I have nothing against other races but what I do have something against is when he's signing things as 11 million people to come you know illegal immigrants to come into the country come into you know they don't have no voting rights no anything I feel like that is making black people become the bottom of the barrel we will no longer be the minority we will no longer be of any type of spectrum you know the jobs will be taken away you know certain things like that and and the list goes on and I don't want to get too much into it because yet again I'm not here to offend anyone these are just my opinions and my views but I feel like that's very damaging to black America and you know I I just you know you it's just certain things you know depopulation they're focusing on it's just so many things and i just feel that once we as a people can be able to gain that confidence and be able to understand 
what exactly is happening here. You know, get away from the masses. Be able to, you know, have your free thought. Have your own thinking of how things are instead of just accepting what we see in front of us. Accepting what the media shows us. Accepting, you know, accepting... um symbolism and certain things like once we grasp that I feel that we can be you know somewhat somewhat okay and you know just looking at that inauguration and just you know looking at you know listening to all the things that people were so focused focused on it was just like okay come on black people like really come on y'all Like, come on. Yes, Michelle Obama hair was laid. Yes, it was. But let's just look at these people and be looking at them on the TV screen like, okay, Biden, you sworn in. What you got for my people? Okay, Kamala, you supposed to be representing black women. What you got for my for my women? You know, like that's how I'm looking at these two people get inaugurated. I'm looking at them. You know, as I am a Gemini, two-faced, I'm looking at them like, yeah, y'all ain't shit. Then I'm looking at them like, yeah, what you going to do for my people? And at the end of the day, like I said, you know, black people, we have to learn these certain things. You know, it's going to take us a while. I don't know how long it's going to take, but, you know, we should have been, we should be there. You know, when we're out here, you know, voting for things, we're voting because we are trying to get something in return. We're trying to get policies passed for us. We're trying to get reparations. We're trying to get, you know, police reform. We're trying to get all these things. And unfortunately, these things are not coming the way that we need them to come. And I, I just hate it. I really do. It, it, it bothers me a lot. It, it it irritates me to a point of just no return. And, you know, I, I hope and pray that black, black America changes their minds when it comes to them. You know, I hope we don't get too comfortable. I hope we just not settle in because, you know, the objective was to get Trump out. You know, and the thing about that whole get Trump thing out, you know, I think the issue is, you know, we knew Trump was doing all these other things to all these other races and doing things that he was doing, but he wasn't doing anything to black people, you know, like, and I I may be wrong, but I feel like people were taking on, I feel like black America was taking on other people's fight, other racist fights, instead of focusing on what we got, because economically, Black people were in the same position that we were in with Obama. And economically, we're still in the same position that we're in right now with Joe Biden. And if we focus on the economics, to bring the economics, to bring that to the forefront, hell, nobody would be able to tell us shit. But we're just focusing on the all the wrong things, all the wrong things that we're focusing on. So, you know... All I can say is we got a long way to go. You know, I just hope this current administration doesn't push us 10 steps back. Um, I hope that, you know, we'll, able, we'll be able to succeed and go a little bit further in the journey. But I also want us to not I also want us to also understand that these politicians, they can't save us. We only can save ourselves and we only can save our communities. So we can't be looking for them to save us. We can't be looking for them for handouts. We can't be looking for them, you know, 
to do X, Y, and Z. We have to do and we have to do and want X, Y, and Z for ourselves and for the for our community. So, you know, that's where I hope, you know, I stand on that. I'm not gonna get too much into it, but you know, hopefully we can get there with the whole I I just not a fan. Not a fan. Um so when we go into our other uh damn America topic do we think Kyrie Irving thought about retiring from basketball? So, you know, it was a lot of conversations about this because, you know, Kyrie wasn't there for a couple of games, you know, pretty much just like any other person. He was using PTO, you know what I'm saying? Shit, he was, you know, taking some time off from the game. And while he was taking some time off from the game, he was, um, he was, um, 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 he was, um, pretty much doing activist work. So he was doing activist work, you know, he bought George Floyd family a house, you know, he paid for, uh, um, women's basketball salaries, all types of stuff. Um, he was. Sorry, people are like um, messing. He he was, you know, being that activist, and I don't see nothing wrong with that. I mean, him retiring. I don't even know why they brought that up in conversation. Um, could he be thinking about that? Could he have changed his mind about his position in basketball? Because we do have other things that are more important that are, you know, things that should be highlighted. In you know certain aspects and areas of um, the black community right now, of course, is basketball taken away from that? He may feel you know he may feel he may feel that it is. I don't see a problem with it. I, you know, I don't see him retiring, but I look at Kyrie as basically saying like, look, X, Y, and Z is happening. I ain't playing. I'm calling out. You know, I'm calling out sick and. While I'm out sick, this is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to be doing that. And as far as I'm concerned, you know, my accomplishments will speak for itself. I just think that people are looking too much into it. I feel that they're just sparking up conversation just because and... You know, ever since Kyrie spoke out about about going to the bubble, it it has been a lot, you know, around him, around the whole, you know, narrative of, you know, things that he, you know, wants to do. You know, people always go back to the comment of him talking about the earth is flat or some shit, whatever. Um, But one thing you can't take away from him, I mean, he's a hell of a good basketball player. And right now, he's a hell of a good activist. You know, the list of things, the accomplishment that Kyrie has done, it, it's phenomenal. And I just don't understand, you know, why somebody wants to, if they want to take off a couple of days or take some PTO days or decides not to play because America or Black America is going through a crisis, he has to be so-called looking at retiring. Like, that's just fucking crazy to me. But, you know... Everyone is entitled to their opinion. You know, the word opinion, whoo, man, those are almost like fighting words, opinion. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
people just don't understand it. Like, people are like, yeah, that's your opinion. You know, like, it just gets a little, you know, salty gray areas. But, you know, I I, I commend the guy. I like him. Um, would I see him retiring from basketball? No. But if he was to do so, I don't have a problem with it because I know what his focus is. I know what he is really trying to accomplish out here. And I know that that would speak volume, you know, like that will be top tier of everything that he has ever probably accomplished. And I just think it's nonsense. I think it's crazy. And I think, you know, it came from Stephen A. Smith. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith can just be talking so much out of his ass sometimes. Like, having the things that he says just just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. You know, like, I I just, (laughs) yeah, I just don't know where his focal point is half of the time with him. But, you know, it's Stephen A. Smith. What 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 are we to say? But, you know, I, I've really changed my mind, you know, about Kyrie. You know, right now I'm I'm loving Kyrie. Like he is like number one on my list right now. You know, for me, I don't have no favorite basketball team or none of that. I just have players that I like. And Kyrie is top of the tier for me, like top of the tier for me. Like ever since he, you know, really stood up with the whole bubble thing and we were going through the whole protesting and the bubble. I just really have a different level of respect for Kyrie. And he, he, he is, he's the truth. He's the truth for sure. He's the truth. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I had something. Oh, I saw something y'all. So I had asked people about this because, um, that's my friends, you know, chats that we're talking about. And pretty much they're thinking about, you know, with the stimulus checks, they're thinking about, um, you know, giving checks to children, 300 a month per child, younger than six, as well as 250 every month per child, age six to seven. So that would amount to 3,600 over the course of the year for young children, as well as 3,000 a year for older children. So they were thinking like, with the stimulus checks, they're thinking that, well, let's put it like this. Unlike with the stimulus checks, the Biden administration, they're hoping to make these child benefits a permanent government program that will continue in the future. So when I had that, when I saw that question, I'm like, well, if they're going to make that a permanent thing in the, in the program, for children, you know, is that going to eliminate child support? So I had asked my friends, I'm like, you know, how do y'all feel about this? Like, will this eliminate child support? Do y'all think, you know, parent, you know, parents still need child support? And, you know, you know, I just love my friends. The feedback and everything I got from them, like, oh my God, y'all, my friends are just beyond intelligent. Like, shout out to y'all. Shout out to all my friends. I mean, y'all are just so intellectual. It's just like, I love it. I love it. So, you know, I got a lot of, you know, feedback. Everyone was just like, you know, it sh- it shouldn't eliminate child support because, you know, $300, $200 ain't shit. You know, that's not enough to even feel the, you know, feed a child. You know, that's probably like groceries alone. You know, and then it kind of went a little bit deeper, you know, with, you know, the government probably going to raise our taxes. You know, why should we be looking for handouts from the government? You know, why should we, you know, 
why should, um, you know, why do people only think that uh, guys are only on child support and there are some women? You know, it just brought up so many different, you know, perspectives on it. And just gaining all of that perspective from them and having that intellectual conversation, you know, I kind of, you know, feel the same. I kind of feel like, you know, one, why are we looking for the government for this handout, for this money? You know, even though people are like, shit, it's free money. It's the government. I'll take it. Granted, I understand that. But it has to be a level of us saying to ourselves, I'm sick of the government. You know what I'm saying? I'm sick of the government. This is what I'm going to do. X, Y, and Z, blah, 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 blah. And they kind of know what they're doing. If you if you think about it, they kind of know what they're doing. You know, one of my friends is like, damn, you know, this is just like another form of welfare, pretty much. Like, you know, I was like, damn, you going that deep? I don't know. But I just think it's I think it's unnecessary. I think that, you know, I understand they're trying to help the single mothers out there, this, that, and the third. But then also, it also comes down to with the whole child support thing and all of that, it also comes down to more of a gender divide between women, especially black America, because, you know, we already have the protect black women, a lot of feminists, all of that. And it also comes down to women who you having a baby by, you know what I'm saying? So these are certain things. And do I think the program will be helpful if they do make it permanent? It may be too for some, but I don't want that to be another stigma amongst the black community that keeps us at a certain point in our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want us to be able to always be able to grow and get out of certain situations. I don't want them to just be having us on one. You know what I'm saying? So... I just thought about it. I was just like, yeah, does does child support stop? Like, I just want to know because they're going to be getting this money every month, it said. But, you know, what what about the, like, is this a form of child support almost? So, I, 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 hey, hey. So, let's get into our rising star. So, our rising star is Xavier Anderson. So, he is 28 years old, so let's pull him up, y'all. So, so he's the co-founder for Oak Cliff. Um, he's from Dallas, Texas. So pretty much um, South Oak Cliff is a neighborhood that um, is in Texas with the most um, incarcerated individuals and is listed as one of the unhealthiest areas in Dallas County. So Teach for America alum Xavier Henderson's uh, for Oak Cliff has raised money from Camelback Ventures and Echo and Green to increase social mobility and capital of black residents in his community. So shout out to him. Um, he went to Columbia University. He has a master of arts and science and a master of arts and science from Southern Methodist uh, University and uh 
Bachelor of Arts and Science from the University of North Texas. So he got his bachelor's at University of North Texas, and then he got his then he got two masters from Columbia University and South um, Methodist University. So shout out to Xavier Henderson. Um, so he's the co-founder for the company is called uh, Four Oak Cliff, and he's out of Dallas, Texas. So shout out to him. We I like that. Love that. Love that, Black brother. Love that. Okay, so, you know, <clears throat> like we always do, we got so much shit to discuss with these people you know, with the twerk something segment, y'all. You know, the twerk something segment has been very interesting these last couple of days because people have been ritually showing their asses. You understand? Showing their asses. So where do we start? Of course, we know we see that Kodak and Wayne are free, uh, but Joe Exotic did not get free. You know, Trump pardoned them. Trump pardoned a lot of black people, y'all. A lot of black people in that list. He did. So when I went through the list, I, I saw a lot of number of black Americans, males on there that probably have been in it because of the whole Joe Biden crime bill. So Kodak and Wayne is out. Let me tell you something. Kodak is out, but he still got those charges for that sexual assault case. But if he out and he get his ass back in trouble again. At this point, it's no saving him. Like, no point no point of saving him. Keep his ass in there. It don't even matter at this point because he done got... This will probably be Kodak's, what, second, third? I mean, yeah, his sentence, yeah, his sentencing was crazy. But it's just like, okay, how much trouble are you going to get in? So, if he get his ass in trouble this time, I ain't claiming him no more. Fuck that. Y'all can have him. I ain't thought about his ass. At all. I ain't thought about his ass at all. So, y'all can have him. I, I ain't claiming him if he get his ass in trouble again. That's just point blank, period. Um, woo child. Then, you know, Megan and Tory Lanez. <laughs> we thought we left them. We thought we left them with the pandemic in 2020. But apparently, they don't travel their ass with us in 2021. Just like the pandemic. So... <laughs> Lord, where do we begin? Okay, so pretty much a blogger got on the thing and pretty much was like searching the DA site or in California and saw that there was no case for Tori and Megan and, you know, leaked the information, people went bonkers. And what I have a problem with is Megan the Stallion. Megan, you don't have to address everything, sweetie. Like, every time she addresses this boy. Like, this boy already said, you know, he didn't have nothing to do with that. His team said he had nothing to do with that. But she just went full throttle. Like, she just went in and just did all of these things. And, you know, like I told y'all last year about the whole situation, I always felt like it was more to the story. I always felt like the story was fishy. I always felt like... um. Tori may have been innocent throughout this whole situation. You know, I didn't like the fact that they were using the whole Breonna Taylor, you know, protect black women, you know, whole thing, because I just feel like things just didn't add up. And I also feel like people are going to change their mind when it comes to Tory Lanez. Like, this is why I, I named the episode I Changed My Mind, because it's so many different narratives going on. And I feel like people are going to get to that point. 
And I do feel like if people do get to that point and things come out with this whole situation, how will Megan come back from this? Like, what what would she need to do to kind of build this back up with her fans? Because if this comes out the different way and comes out not the way that she's played it to be, it's going to be bad for her. It's going to be a bad look for her. So, you know, that's why from the beginning, I never like claim this person or claim that person to tell the truth or claim this because it's so much shit that goes on in Hollywood that you would just never understand. Like we would just never understand, never understand for the life of us. It would just be the messiest thing. We we couldn't even put our minds together to figure it out. Because, you know, it's Hollywood is the devil. It's demons. It's terrible. So it's just like, okay, we're over this story. We're over the whole dynamic. You know, we're not trying to, we, we already going to, we already in 2021, but still the pandemic, still got the virus. And now we got to deal with y'all shit. No, we over the story. At this point, fuck, lock everybody up at this point. Lock them all up. Lock, lock the driver up. Lock Megan up. Lock um, Tori up. Like, lock Kylie up. Lock them all up because we was in the middle of the pandemic anyway. And your ass is supposed to be in the goddamn house. So, lock them all up. Lock them up. Um, so, I'm just, like, off of that. <sighs> then we have, is I, I think her name is I don't even want to talk about her name is Daniela or Danny, some shit. I, whoever the light skinned girl is that's dating the baby. She done made some song about light skinned girls or uplifting light skinnedness or some shit. I don't even know what the song was about. It it just it was trash. And, you know, that brings up the whole colorism thing in the community. The whole, you know, light-skinned girls think they're better than dark-skinned girls. And, you know, dark-skinned girls, you know, aren't equivalent to light-skinned girls. It just brings up that whole thing, you know. And people already see that the dark-skinned girls, the darker complexions are already getting looked over for certain things. Looked over when it comes to movie roles. You know, treated differently in the music industry. And here she comes with this shit. And, you know, then she's like doing an apology but then an apology she's not taking accountability for shit like it was just something that didn't need it. and then you know the baby is commenting underneath her pictures and shit and he has dark-skinned daughters you know he's his baby mothers are dark-skinned like fuck he's dark-skinned so it was just like what it was just like what the fuck did you do that for like why did you do it then it was just like you know her apology that she's so-called apologizing. She's saying stuff, but then it's like she changed her mind. It was like, oh, no, I take it back. I'm not so... Like, bitch, then what the fuck did you get on the internet for and tell us anything? Like, we we didn't fucking need it. Like, I just don't... I don't understand it. You know, let me tell you something. People want to be down with the brown when it's time for certain times to be down with the brown. But when it's time for the brown to go through certain things throughout being brown... Niggas ain't nowhere to be found. Everybody is crickets. Fucking, you know, can't find them. They become invisible. You can't, nowhere, you know? So it's just like, girl, I don't know what it is that you do. You know, I saw you in one little video with Chris Brown. I appreciated that. But it's just like, now you just keep showing up, keep keep being around, keep, 
you know, and I blame the baby too, because he just keeps flaunting her, keeps showing us her. And we are just like done with her. You know, I'm not with the whole cancel culture shit. Like, you know, she's like, oh, y'all can't cancel me. Only God can. Girl, we can cancel you from showing on our fucking pages, showing on our thread. Like, who cares? You know, at the end of the day, the whole cancel culture thing is a joke to me because I feel like, you know, black people, we don't buy music. We don't do any of that shit. If anything, we say that we're going to boycott and protest shit, but that will last for so long. You know, she she's just going to be canceled as stop entertaining her like stop posting her on y'all gossip sites like stop giving her the time of day i don't care if the thread is beyond juicy we don't care about it we don't need to see it you know nobody gives a damn so i think that's where we give her so much energy like i'm still trying to figure out what the fuck she was talking about i don't even know i clicked on it and i just and then she looked lighter than what she was supposed to this wit. I don't know what's happening. It was a mess. Um, <clears throat> okay. Oh, baby. That Chloe Bailey. Okay. Y'all know the two girls that Beyonce signed and two sisters. Baby, let me tell you. That oldest one. I already knew that she was a little hot little thing. Okay. I already knew that she was ready to get. Oh, I mean, she was ready to get. Soon as the youngest sister, Hailey, got that. Haley got that. Um. Little Mermaid thing. Oh, honey. <laughs> honey. The oldest sister couldn't wait to get her own Instagram child. I mean, this Instagram is popping. Okay. She done did the best of challenge. She looking good, honey. And she couldn't wait to get her own Instagram. She couldn't wait. Even though she be on Instagram live talking about, oh, you know, she missed her sister. This That's cute. That's cute. Keep the little cuteness for the sister. But baby, that story, those pictures... Honey is giving body, honey is giving sexy, honey is giving, you know, I'm that bitch, okay? And, you know, she was messing with Dickie Simmons, y'all, so rumor has it that she might be messing, messing with Lori Harvey's first boyfriend. Lori Harvey's first boyfriend, child. And she was engaged to him. Now she just dotting and bopping, child. Lord help us. But anyway... Homegirl is looking cute, giving sexy, real, real black girl magic. I mean, body is on point, you know, and that's the body that she got is what these bitches is out here trying to pay for. Y'all won't believe how many fake bodies it is out here. You can't even tell who's real or fake anymore. And I, the list that I have seen of people, you will be amazed, child. You will be amazed. Like, oh, if you ever thought about getting your body done, please change your mind because it is not the route that you want to go because these women out here, nothing is real. Nothing. Nothing. But that little girl right there, that little 22-year-old, she got it. She got it, baby. Body, hips, got it. And it's all all natural. She got it. All day. All day. Um. <laughs> okay, so sweetie. T- <laughs> sweetie. Lord, my cancer sister. I like sweetie, but come on now. She was like, she knew Quavo loved her when he ate the last piece of chicken. <sighs> I guess that was cute back in high school. You know, like in high school, you'd be like, girl, let me put this out here because he'll love you, girl. If he if he don't eat the last piece, girl, that mean he love you, girl. That mean, like, we used to do that. We used to do that cheesy shit. Girl, that don't mean a man love you. 
that don't mean a man love you. You know a man love you if he respects you, if he cherishes you, if he, you know, you know, praises the ground that you walk on, does everything, you know, treats you with respect. Okay? Fuck a chicken wing. Treat you with respect. Okay, like let's 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 go back to that. Treat you with respect. What happens to respect these days? You know, oh, that was cute when we were younger, you know, but we're grown. We in grown relationships, you know. It's cute. You know, I did hear a couple of things about Quavo, you know, messing back with this girl that he used to mess with a long time ago, you know, still messing, you know, messing around on Sweetie or whatever, you know, but I just feel like certain things just need to stay within wherever. Like that was, I feel like that was cute maybe for her to send to her group chat to her friends, but he ate that. He didn't eat the last piece of chicken or something. Well, girl, what kind of chicken was it? I mean, maybe he just ain't like that kind. Of. That's the reason why he ain't eat it. You never know with these niggas. Like, maybe he ain't like um, fried chicken, and maybe he wanted barbecue. You know, like you never know, cause it, you know, it depends. It really depends. But also, maybe he went hungry. Maybe he was like, "All right, you can go ahead." know because deep down inside he know that that was going to get you feeling real butter you know butterflies inside and shit they, let me tell y'all y'all they not dumb they be knowing they be knowing child he probably was like at first he probably was thinking in his mind like damn that piece of chicken look good but i ain't gonna do that to her because i know she probably gonna be like mm, you know just thinking so he probably was like i ain't even gonna eat the last piece i'm just gonna go ahead and tell her that she can have it yep yep the minute he did it she got so, oh, my God, oh, my goodness, girl. And she texting the group chat, my man love me, y'all. He let me eat the last piece of chicken. And all his, all her friends like, yes, bitch, he love you. He love you. And deep down inside, he probably didn't text all his friends like, why did I give her the last piece of chicken? That fucking chicken was good as shit. Y'all know it came from Roscoe's chicken. Like, why did I get the last piece of chicken, y'all? And they probably like, yeah, nigga, you gun. Like, how you gonna let her get the last piece of chicken? Like, what? Like, show did you let her? Girl, listen. 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 Don't let that fool you, child, okay? Don't try that at home with y'all man, y'all. Please don't. Because I don't want some of y'all to get y'all feelings hurt when they eat the last piece of chicken or the last piece of bacon or drink the last bit of juice or whatever. Because that's gonna cause some problems, y'all, so... All I can say is don't try that shit at home. And if you tried it, change your mind about doing it, child, because it ain't going to work for all. Okay. Okay. Then we got Keisha Cole, Keisha Cole versus Ashanti. Okay, y'all. We've been waiting for this battle. It got canceled twice. The day finally came. They wasn't going to be in the same room because, you know, now all of a sudden versus want to monitor COVID cases. The battle was ghetto. It was. And it wasn't ghetto on Ashanti's part. It was just ghetto. <laughs> like, it just, just, let's just keep it real, y'all. It was ghetto. It was a fucking ghetto mess. And to be honest with you, I loved it, okay? I loved the fucking ghetto mess. So, pretty much. <laughs> 
Oh, Lord, and I start on time, child. Shanti came out there, tried to keep us company. Keisha was an hour and 20 minutes, 20 minutes late, child. Lord, help us, child. Lord, came out there, bustier, too small for a titty, child. But her head was late. Head was late. Sat down, she ain't apologized. No nothing, child. Just sat down and said, all right, I'm going to do this thing. And then the first song she played was I Changed My Mind. <laughs> That's it. Let me tell you. She played that song because she wanted some people to know. She was about to change her mind on your asses and wasn't about to come out here, child. Let me tell you. Homegirl was a miniature Frankie that night, baby. Okay? She was a miniature Frankie, ain't thought. You know, it, it, it just threw the whole thing off. The vibe was gone. It was bad, child. It really was, child. But... Deep down inside, I loved it, okay? The songs, Keisha, her sound was terrible. She wanted to get up and sing. She couldn't really sing. You know, it was a mess. For people to say that Shauncee won, I don't think so. I think it was neck and neck. I think it was neck and neck, but Shauncee won off of vibes. Shauncee won off of that. You know, she was good with that part. So, <clears throat> if anything, I would give Shauncee that. But the next verses, man, I, I let Timberland and them know. I said, listen, they can't keep coming, showing up late. Y'all need to handle that. You know, they can't keep guzzling all this liquor because they want to take breaks. You know, like, we ain't got time for no breaks. Like, Patty and Gladys ain't take no break. And they was older. You know, shit. We don't need no breaks. That's ridiculous. But, you know, they, you, listen, listen. Keisha came back and explained what happened, you know. She didn't want to go out there because, you know, it was blurry and all these other things. But it's just like, girl, you could have, you know, apologized when you got back out there. Not wait till after the fact. She was just giving real stank attitude, ghetto Frankie. But, hi, that's Keisha. Um, so, one more thing. Oh, yeah, Kim and Kay, yeah, getting divorced. It would come on keeping up with the Kardashians. If you didn't think it was going to be on the last season, I don't know where you've been. Like, we knew that was going to be on the last season. We knew that that... Uh, people still ain't gonna watch okay it's either go ahead with the divorce or whatever who cares who really cares like y'all they change their mind every day um if they really gonna go through it with it just keep us out of it we don't even care at all um so let's get into what you won't do so what you won't do is keep disrespecting bernie sanders y'all with that meme okay put some respect on bernie's name all right Bernie had shit he had to do at inauguration. He came. He wasn't worrying about getting fly, worrying about getting dressed. He had his demands in his little envelope, okay? He was trying to get some things done. He's ready for that Senate floor. The whole everything is Democrat. So he know, okay? He know what time it is. So he don't got time for the bullshit. All these little memes y'all doing, they cute. They cute, but y'all can't keep doing Bernie like that. Now, I done seen Bernie posted so many times, more than he was posted in the primary child, okay? And what you won't do, J-Lo, is give us, what's she going to give us? Some little challenge, my love don't cost a thing challenge. I don't know what the hell that was, but it's like, we didn't ask for that, J-Lo. Like, we still, we still trying to do the best of challenge and the, is it the juju challenge or some shit? Like, I don't know what it, I don't know what, I don't know why she thought that we needed that girl. She must be still feeling herself on the inauguration. That's what it is. She, she has to be because we didn't ask for the land of the free. We didn't ask for these things that, and then you come in with this other child, girl, bye. We ain't asked for it. No, we ain't asked. 
We ain't asked. We don't want it. We don't need it. Okay? We don't need it. So, so you guys, you know, this is episode 130. I changed my mind. Listen, I hope everyone has a wonderful work week going in to this week. You know, January is almost up, good people. <clears throat> so, you know, we're still in the pandemic. Please be safe out there. Of course, if you guys want to listen to previous episodes, you can stream on all platforms. Um, also, subscribe to the pod as well. And then also follow us, of course, on all social media platforms, Shanghai underscore Chronicles. Okay, good people. So, you know, thank you all so much for staying tuned in, listening, good people. And I'm out.